goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is the number one Drew Dober podcast in all of the land. <laughs> I mean, the intro still gets me hyped. Dude, it is a hyped uh, intro. I I'm stoked. It. Yeah. I, listen, I appreciate you being here, uh, especially on the uh, coattails, curtails, whatever it is, of a sensational knockout win of the gladiator Ricky Glenn this past Saturday, UFC Vegas 80. Congratulations on a big dub, bro. Thank you. Thank you. It was. Man, let me be honest, is what I was expecting. Yeah. And and if I did any less, I'd be disappointed. Yeah. So like we needed that win after a loss, but it's it's not so much the outcome that I'm excited about. It was the process that I'm excited about. Because that process is gonna bleed into my next fight. And uh man, we got some big things coming. Okay. I I see I want to talk about that. But you, you 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 always do such a good job of segueing me into stuff, but then I like lose track of where I want, like where I thought we were going because then you mentioned that. All right. So let's talk about this now that you've brought it up. Everybody's that's always the question, right? As soon as you win a fight, everybody's like, how soon do you want to fight again? All that kind of stuff. And I know with you, the answer is as soon as possible. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, now I ask every time and you never give me anything. This this is the beauty of this. I can't tell you how many DMs, text messages, and phone calls I get going, when's Drew fighting next? Who's Drew fighting next? And nobody believes me that I never know. I Can you confirm that I never know? You never know. I mean, you, you know pretty much what I know, and that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. You Like, sometimes, sometimes you'll tell me, like, the day it gets announced for everybody else, so that way we can get with James and get you a graphic made to post on Instagram. That's about mm -hmm. it, right? Like that's, I literally have maybe not even a six hour lead time, if that, yes? Yeah, I mean, you you have like literally an hour ahead of than what I get. Okay. I mean, and it's so, it's so funny, like, like you say names, you blow smoke, you create hype, you talk yeah. trash, all this stuff. And the UFC is like, Fight that guy, and you're like, "Why did I do all this work if like this is the dude you're offering?" You know, like it's, man, I, I'm so sick and tired of saying other people's names because it just it's spagazi. Like it doesn't mean anything. Oh, I like that. Um, yeah. That, so okay, okay, I'm gonna circle back to that because that's another question I wanted to ask you because we got Bobby Green headliner, but you just knocked Bobby Green out. Anyway, we're, we'll come. We'll circle back to that. Fighting soon. I'm gonna be in Vegas. For UFC 296 in December. Now I've already called. I've already called it. I've already called Sean Shelby. Okay. I already said I want to be on that card. Find me somebody. Okay. We're training for it. Okay. And so yeah, I told him December 2nd or December 16th. Ideally December 16th. Yeah. Um, but like I said, but trying to get me in the cage isn't the as in the hard part. It's finding the other dude. Like yeah. that's the hard part. And is a guy in the top 15 gonna step up? Uh, it, 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 am, are we going to fight another rising star? Or like, I, 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 just, I have no idea ever. And the UFC just, just, they just let me know. 
Well, I would prefer, well, so here's the thing. So if you fight on December 2nd, I still need you to come back out to Vegas for the 16th so we can have like a year end party. Cause I, yeah, I mean, we can indulge in like burgers and wine and food if okay. that's the case. Okay. All right. So like, it, it's important to me that like, just if you're in Vegas on the 16th, we'll just, you know, somehow we link up. That's kind of the thing. I will be. Okay. All right. Cool. I, I will be in Vegas on the 16th. What I'm doing there is going to be, yeah, that's that's up for um, discussion. Bro, there's still there still might be a fight on the 16th. You never know. You know what I mean? I mean, I have a very I have a face that just seems challenging to people, and then your chin, dude. I don't. You never know what kind of trouble we may or may not get into. But although we are two dads, we should probably lay low. Yeah, and I also don't want to end up in like a Nate Diaz like street fight video, like, <laughs> but like. Oh man, that'd, be, that'd just be great. Just like a YouTube video, you sleeping some dude. Meanwhile, I'm getting choked to death behind you, like beard blowing out and everything else. <laughs> Look at that guy. We would go viral, but I don't think it would pay enough for the uh, the bills and the yeah. the fines. Yeah, you're right. Not to mention all the trouble we'd get in with the wives. I, I imagine I'd get in big time trouble if we went to Vegas and got. I wouldn't be allowed in the house. Yeah. See. So, all right. Well, I mentioned the dad thing. Everybody's been beating this, the the uh, the drum with you for the dad thing, but I want to take a different approach. Okay, you and I last time you and I spoke, this was pre Baby Dober showing up, right? And you had all these preconceived notions and all these ideals about what being a dad was going to be like and what you thought and what to expect and everything else. And I just want to know: Are you willing to admit to everybody that you were wrong about most of that? It, <laughs> brutally. Brutally wrong. Just way off. <laughs> Bro, is it not compl- I mean, you can't do you one, you can't describe it, and two, you're never ready, right? Like yeah. you think you are, but you're never ready. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the funniest thing is like uh I was offered a fight mm-hmm. August 5th of after like my baby was born, right? Yeah. So this is one week before the due date. Right. And I'm like debating if I could get a like a fight in. Mm-hmm. And my coaches pretty much had to tell me like Drew, that that's a that's a hard no. Yeah. That's a no. Yeah. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. Right. That's a no. <laughs> and I went, ah, all right, all right. I'll, I'll you know I'll tell them that like you know with my baby I won't be able to take this fight. Thank God. Yeah. Because I couldn't think about fighting for six weeks. Yeah. It's nuts, man. It's nuts. It's yeah. And I got an easy baby. So I can only imagine that, you know, yeah. how hard it could be. Yeah, that's a blessing. All three of mine were very easy babies. Um, my son had a small bout like at nine months where he just decided he didn't want to sleep unless mom was in the house. And my mm-hmm. mom or my wife, um, she she's a nurse. She was working night shift at the time. So she would go to work and it was just me and him. And he'd fuss in the middle of the night. Every time I go in there, he'd be like, you're not mom. I'm not going back to sleep. And I'm like, damn it, man. Like it was, I remember calling her like in the middle of the night, sleep deprived, being like, you got to come home. I can't get this kid to go to sleep. He won't stop crying. I gotta start, I gotta start setting a precedence. Like yeah. I gotta walk into that room and leave show face when she cries. Yeah. She's like, I'm also here too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so she's getting to the point now, age-wise, where you're coming up on the thing where she's going to be like really responsive to everything. So like mm-hmm. the, the the new fun challenge is coming where she wakes up in the middle of the night or from a nap and you try to get her to lay back down. And the moment she sees you, she goes, oh, yeah, it's dad or it's mom. And then you're like, no, 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 no. You got you got to go back down and go to sleep. <laughs> but, but they're just, they're so excited to like see you and oh. be awake. 
Yeah, we're 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 already on that. Oh, you're already there. Like, she's so stoked when she wakes up from naps. Like, all right, people. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, but now she because she's starting to develop the personality, right? So fun, right? Just playing with the toys and goofing around. You can see that personality. But she's also got the negative side of that personality, where it's like she's playing games. Mm. I'm like, oh, you're just bored, and yeah. you want me to like put something in your face type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ah. So it's it's been fun. Yeah, that I'm te- like I was saying, like this age that they're at now, dude. Every single like every single day is a new thing. You know what I mean? So I mean, I, I don't know if you remember, but I was telling you when you're talking about I want to do a fight camp, I want to do this out and the other. I was like, man, just slow down a little bit, enjoy it because eat like at this stage, every day is something new. Like ev- like they're literally tomorrow she will not be the same as she was today. So mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. great when I like that. Man. There's another day like. I was just like just laying her on her on her stomach doing some tummy time. Mm-hmm. Look away, look back, and she's on her back. I'm like, you just rolled over and I missed it. And like I mean- what? How? <laughs> I'm like no, yeah, dude. Yeah. All, all eyes on deck. Just make sure you see these things. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, let me ask you the quintessential question. Obviously, you viewed it as a great motivator going into the cage, right? Like that was a that was the big time that. Did that become the new motivator? Obviously, we're chasing greatness. Obviously, we want to win a championship belt. But does the idea of legacy change now that she's in the picture? Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, we talked about you know the the unborn child fighting and and my wife was pregnant and motivation and stuff like that. When she came out, it wasn't motivation. Mm. I I was wrong. Mm-hmm. What it was was humbling. Yeah. What it was is what I'm doing in the cage doesn't matter like Mm. you know it's it's like me being a fighter the greatest in the world world champion it's my dream not anyone else's Mm. my my wife don't care my daughter doesn't care and then it's not even gonna matter 10 years down the road yeah right and so i'm like holy cow i'm doing this for me i'm stepping in the octagon i'm fighting i'm winning i'm not doing it for anyone else right and so is it that that humbling feeling of like no this is mine so what am i gonna do with it and it was just that was probably more empowering than the motivation that i thought i was gonna get because then i realized who i'm actually fighting for and who's the only person that's going to be disappointed and that's me and am i going to be able to swallow this decision or not and so then it's it just comes down to i'm not doing for my wife i'm not doing it for my daughter i'm not doing it for the fans i'm not doing it for you i'm not doing for my neighbors Right. I'm getting off that stool, entering a third round with a monster because that's what I want to do, mm. right? You can't take that away from me. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Do you feel like – so I'm, we're in the trust tree, so I'm going to put you in the trust tree here, okay? Well, not that you've ever been out of it, but I'm putting you in the trust tree. Um, I typically don't bet on fighters after they have a kid, their first kid. Mm-hmm. Because I personally, again, just being a degenerate gambler, it, I feel like I know how it changed me as a person and it made me like a little bit softer. You know what I mean? Like I didn't I didn't get teary eyed watching commercials for the Olympics prior to having a kid. But now, you know <laughs> what I mean? I, just, I mean, finding Nemo can catch me on the right day. You know what I mean? And we, it, things get soft. And you see like a lot of, you know, and I respect everybody that steps in the cage, but a lot of guys, Cowboy being one of them, who you've, you've, you've mentioned several times over the last week, um, when they had a kid, like pre-kid, 
after kid. Things really mm-hmm. changed. Cub Swanson, seven in a row, featherweight division, had a kid, had three kids, and then went on a huge skid. It happens. Um, so, again, all that to say, we're in the trust tree. I did not bet on you this weekend at all. I kept my money out of the equation altogether because I was, one, I was worried that I jinxed you against Matt Frivola, uh, because I'm superstitious. And then two, I was like, he just had a kid. I, I have to stay away from this. Um, Which is completely understandable. Okay. Now, I, now I'm just going to rebuttal and be like, well, that is why I'm so like, it's just an example of me being mentally unstable. Because before the kid, I mean, I'm, I'm getting choked up at the end, the end of Con Air. Right. Like, like, I don't even have a kid. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so that's just who I am. Right. And so then uh, I don't I, I'm not a badass. I'm sorry. I'm to admit this to all my fans out there. I'm not a badass. Yeah. I'm just mentally unstable. And I have so much fun giving other people concussions. Right. right. So we don't need to be hard. I'm coming into playtime. And Sonia has taught me the importance of playtime. Yeah. So that's why I got better. Oh man, I I love it too, and it's I think it's I think it's key, and I think I think it's probably testimony because I know you much like myself, you like to work on you a lot, especially the mental aspect of things. So I think being able to arrive at some at a at a realization like that comes from being in a in a healthy place mentally. Um, I know you're kind of like a water to a duck kind of thing when it comes to setbacks. You know, after the frivola thing, you know what. When I talked to you that day, you were all hype, right? And you're like, I might just go take a nap. I might, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm just going to chill, you know, whatever. And then obviously the loss and then afterwards, you know, has the mentality changed? Did the mentality change, you know, pre-fight, during fight, post-fight? Like how how quickly have you made these adjustments or were any adjustments made at all? So what I've been telling people is I... After that fight, we got back in the locker room. My coaches obviously were like a little silent. They were kind of just, they didn't know what to say to me. Yeah. And the first thing that came out of my mouth after a 30, 45 minute silence mm-hmm. was, I didn't get caught. And my coach was like, What? I'm like, I didn't get caught. Something happened. Yeah. I gave that to him. Yeah. Right. Like, we're not dismissing it. Yeah. Like, something happened. Right. Let's figure it out. Right. So I went back and I watched that fight. And then I wrote on my Twitter, I was like, all right, I got hit with a Superman punch, made a poor decision, this and this and this. Then I went back and watched the Bobby Green fight. I was like, okay. Previous fights, Terrence McKinney. Then I went back and watched my very first knockout in the UFC. I watched my fight trying to get into the UFC. I watched a couple of regional fights that I had. And I went, I've left a little bit behind. So what happened was I started believing what, Twitter was saying, right. I started believing into my own hype. I, I brought a left hand and a chin in that fight, but that's all I wanted to use was yeah. a left hand and a chin. Bobby Green was piecing me up and yeah. I found the left hand, right? But but that's not what started the knockout record, right? That's not what I, I, I should have brought to my Matt Favola fight. What it was is what was old Drew Dober doing to set up his hands before yeah. I even proved to anyone that I got heavy hands, I was doing something and it was setups. It was motion. It was mixed martial arts shot. You know, like I try to take Josh Berkman down before yeah. I even knocked him out, yeah. you know? And so it was, it was, I literally left all the setups 
back in the locker room and I just went out and tried to fight for Bola with a chin in the left hand. Right. And it failed. So what we did was we brought back old Drew Dober. Yeah. We brought back that Drew Dober trying to make a point, trying to prove to himself that he can hang, that yeah. he's, you know, had had it within him. So we we brought back the motion, we brought back the jujitsu, we brought back the wrestling. We worked on everything other than boxing. Bro, you threw and leg we, kicks. Those are the first leg kicks I've seen you throw in like four fights. And I'm not, I'm just not talking shit like that. You you threw leg kicks. I was like, bro, put them big legs to work, man. Kick them again. <laughs> Kick them again. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We brought the we brought back the setups. Yeah. So the motion, the setups. I didn't shoot a takedown, but I mean, it even goes back to like that, that wild, stupid hair that I had in that in that fight with Ricky. We brought back my poor haircuts. Bro, <laughs> you switched it up. I think you like you got like a Johnny Bravo looking thing going on right now. What's right, it's, yeah, it's stupid. But we just wanted to bring back the Drew Dober that was trying to make a point, trying to prove to to everyone. Like right. we're fighting in an apex against Ricky Glenn, man. It felt like I was still like in the LFA regional circuit thing. Sure. Like I'm here to make a point right. like, to prove to everyone that like I can hang. So we just brought back what we were very successful with in the beginning. So my, 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 my term was dance with the woman that brought you. Mm. Like this is what got me to the knockout streak. Mm. Why did I leave it behind? Yeah. So now I know, without a doubt, every fight moving forward, we got we're bringing in everything else, yeah. full toolbox. Mm. I like that. I like that dance with the woman that brought you. I like that. That's good. I was like, you steal that from an old guy at a mechanic shop or something. That's good. Probably. I, like I was probably that. talking to some dude at a bus stop and told me that. <laughs> Say, I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Well, let's talk about Bobby Green for a second. And this is not me soundbite hunting, okay? Um, but you you've said his name a couple times, so I'm just gonna say it. All right. So does that, when you, when you talk about fighting in the apex, fighting on the prelims, feeling like regional, feeling LFA, feeling hungry, does seeing a name like Bobby on the marquee after you just knocked him out, does that kind of rub you the wrong way a little bit? Absolutely not. No? No. Because it proves my point that it's not what you do once. It's what you do often. Mm. Mm. It's, it's not, it's not about you getting knocked out and now you're off the radar. Right. It's, right. It's, it's showcasing the fact that you can get knocked out and ignore it and still move on. Matt Sarah knocked out George St. Pierre. Adrian O'Martin knocked out Islam Makachev. Where yeah. are they? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One yeah. one knockout loss doesn't define your legacy. Sure. Bobby Green on the main event. Exactly. Like I love that. And I yeah. love that for him. Okay. Did you, did you watch his post-fight press conference? No, I missed it. What did he say? Oh, he said he said that you don't understand how to fight. I don't understand how yeah. to fight. Yeah, because so they <laughs> asked they they asked him how how to or what happened with him knocking out Grant. Um, and he said that he I'm going to paraphrase Bobby Green. This is not a direct quote, but the, his his response was to the in the gist of he goes, well, you notice stuff like with him and stuff like with Dober that these guys, they don't understand fighting. They don't know how to fight. So they they freeze up. They tense up. You can see them bounce in when they're coming for a combo. So then I just time the I timed the combo coming in. And I thought, motherfucker, he knocked you out. What are you talking about? But I, you know, that was just me yelling at the TV late. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I'm just... His, his credit, though, I didn't understand his fighting. Right. He did hit you I... a lot, but you still knocked him out. I, I, I couldn't figure out in the first round, but 
what we talked about before, I mean, I only brought in a hammer to the fight. I brought a left hand and a chin, right? So I showed my chin in the first, showed my left hand in the second, and that was the fight. Now the rematch, ooh, we're bringing way more tools. So right. Bobby might be in trouble. But right. I mean, but I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to take anything away from him. I no, love no. Bobby. He deserves this. So I'm going to let him enjoy that, like the ranking, the win, and all that stuff. Yeah. But we will surpass. Yeah, uh, I'm, and again, I, I hate even asking about stuff like this because it sounds like I'm just trying to stir the pot, and I'm not. But I also just like. If somebody mentions like my name, I want to know what was said. You know what I mean? So I just I don't know. I know you don't care, man. You're I, you're stoic like that. I, that's it's an admirable trait. And I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, so so we were talking we were talking before like before we hit go, and you had a you said that you had a uh, a bit of a philosophical answer to the questions of what it means now being a dad, being a fighter and how you, you know, how, how you feel about these things and then, you know, what's next. So, um, is that enough of a setup to get you back in that frame of mind to where we were? Um, I think so. I think we touched on a little bit with our, our, our previous questions, but yeah. really, really where I'm at is I'm humbled. Yeah. And, uh, I'm humbled to where I remember when we were trying to make this a dream right. and what we were doing to make that a dream and uh, humbled by the fact that 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 realization that this is just my dream and my dream alone. Yeah. And everything that I want to get accomplished, I'm doing it for myself. Right. And so the only person I'm going to disappoint is me. So can I swallow this or am I going to get off that stool and make it happen? Right. You know, and yeah. it's like you, you can you can fail for other people, but you like i can't fail for myself right like so it's what 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 sonia my daughter has taught me is what i truly want i i, I want for myself and it's a right. very selfish and arrogant mindset to have but that's what's going to get me off that stool that's what's going to get me into the gym that's what's going to get me that's 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 what motivated me as a teenager and that's going to motivate me at 34 years of age which is this is what i want i want it and that I'm gonna get off the get off the couch. I'm gonna run those sprints. I'm gonna spar. I'm gonna eat the diet. I'm gonna cut the weight. All that stuff. Why? Because I want it. Yeah. I don't care about everyone else. Yeah. So much was what much was made about your your joke. Uh, you cracked a nice little joke at at the wife's expense. Um, about, or not maybe necessarily at her expense, but you you cracked a joke in the cage. Very 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 coy i see your dad get your dad joke game is strong already um you know we, we talk about a lot of about your daughter already but man um were you in there for the delivery like did you get to see did you get to see the magic happen oh yeah yeah dude wow yeah right right Fuck in a yeah <laughs> it's wild right it's all you can say and i'm just a fly on the wall just watching like all of it going down going, I'm just meaningless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's dude, it's crazy. And then, I mean, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but like for me, um, like when my wife was pregnant, man, I mean, I thought she was the most beautiful thing. I mean, I thought she was the most beautiful thing I ever saw anyway. And then she got pregnant and I was like, dude, you're, you've somehow elevated that. And then after giving birth to my child, I was like, you just, like, I, what do you want me to do? You know what I mean? Like, I, there's, you never have to walk on a puddle again. What do you want me to do? 
You know what I mean? Like, did do you feel the same way? Did it like elevate everything for you? Yeah. I mean, and, and, and it, it didn't stop. Not only did she give birth to my child, she kept that child alive and, and flourished, started back at work full time. And now she's cooking, she's cleaning, taking care of my daughter and bringing home a paycheck. Bro. I'm over here going, man, I can't lose this fight or I'll get a divorce. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what yeah. am I bringing to the table at this point? Yeah. Yeah. I, do you sit back and you go, like, what did I do to deserve this? Have you had that conversation with yourself? Like, what, like, what, what have I done? Like, how do, how do I deserve such a thing? Have you, have you wrestled with that yet? I, I just, I'm just, I'm just lucky. I'm just lucky. I, I won a lottery at some point and I'm just, I'm acknowledging it and just trying to be grateful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So December 16th, Vegas, it's going down. Um, you may or may not get into a fight then, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. mm -hmm. um, I know you've said a million people's names. I know you have, you know, but I, you know me, I love playing matchmaker for you. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Chandler wants it because he could have had it by now. Yeah. No, he's not, no, not going to have it. Well, but also, I don't bring the red panty night. Yeah. So I mean, if he's if he's gonna just like sail off in the sunset with a, with a fight with McGregor, like more power to him. Like I, I I hung out with him on International Fight Week, and I straight up told him like I would love to fight you, mm -hmm. but you deserve that Connor fight. Like I mean, he right. deserved it. And you know, and if he wants to be patient and uh, and wait for that fight, like power to him. Right. But I mean, I told him straight to his face, like, but I would though. <laughs> right. What did, did his did he like tense up or anything like that? Or was he just like, was he chill still? Or what's that dude's energy? He seems sporadic, man. Like not shifty almost. I don't know. He's real intense. Eyeballs are like, he doesn't blink. He's like a horse. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm just unapologetically myself. Right. So I don't think I even wondered how he responded. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I want to fight you, but I can understand that you don't. <laughs> You got that freaking golden retriever energy, man. I wish I had it. I don't Dude, have that, man. Wrong golden retriever energy. Just in your face all the time. Bro, how's your dog, by the way? Is the dog good? Dog adjusting to the baby well? He's, he's killing it. I mean, he was, it was an adjustment when I brought her home. Yeah. Like, he was, like, super interested in trying to figure it out. But now he just completely ignores her. Like, <laughs> he's like, all right, just another ornament in this house. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so to go back to that. Um, I think Joel Alvarez, I, I, I feel like that's, or Joel, you know, cause I got to say it all fancy. I, I, think, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't, Diego doesn't want it. Right. Cause he backed out the first time. So Diego, twice. yeah, twice. Yeah, that's right. Twice. So Diego backed out twice. twice. Um, I understand Moicano can be game, but dude, he's really kind of let the momentum of money Moicano really kind of sizzle out. And I know you don't care, but. You know, I, like it's like the thing I sent you, like the Shia LaBeouf thing. You want to see your, you want to see your homies do well. I want to see you do well. You know, so I mean, here's what I propose: let me ghostwrite some shit talk for you, and then, <laughs> and then you just you let it fly, and then we just Dude. see where it lands. Yeah, we we tried at the beginning of the year to start throwing names out there, and like the amount of crickets that I received was just disheartening. Yeah. Right, I no longer want to talk about people anymore. So I was like, I know. Like, really, the only person, the only person that wrote back was RDA. That's true. That's right. 
That's right. People don't realize RDA, how close the RDA fight was. RDA and I wanted to do it in the UFC when that didn't make any sense. Yep. And I was like, all right, well. So, yep. so I just I, I don't want to waste my breath. Like, who? Anybody. Yeah. It's just, whoever says yes, would I fight Renato? Absolutely. Dan Hooker? Definitely. Like Diego Fajera, I'll do it a third time. Like, like just whoever. I mean, I'll even fight a rising star because I talk a big game about I'll say yes to anyone, but the, the facts are that every time that I've been ranked, I fought somebody underneath me. And sure. you know, we lost the ranking and all that stuff, but like I'm not above fighting anybody. Right. So a rising star, sure, let's do that too. Yeah. I guess it do you ever like Again, this is just me projecting. Do you ever do the self-assessment thing? Like, man, I, I come out here, I knock people unconscious, I send them to the shadows, I tell everybody that I'm constantly, I want to do this for you, I want to be an entertainer, I want this, I want, you know, I'm, I'm out here sacrificing life and limb for you, gladiatorial style, right? And I guess in your mind, you think that that brings the ovation of the masses. But like, is it the culture that we're in that because you don't do it while talking shit that it doesn't maybe latch on the way it does. Some people that claim that, but do so while talking shit. Do you, do you assess how your talk is received? It's being received. It is. And that's why we're getting no's. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair I enough. mean, uh, I'm, I'm a risk. Yeah. Yeah, you're I, I'm underneath you with very high potential of knocking you out. Yeah. Like I understand at a business setting, that's a no. Right. <laughs> this is a right. high risk, low reward type situation. Yeah. I, yeah. I get it. I get right. it. And, and the thing is, it's like, and yeah, punching power, cool. But like, I have a chin. I took Islam Makachev to the third round. That's yeah. more than Charles Oliveira can say. Like, you, when when you sign the dotted line against Drew Dober, you know what you're getting into. Right. You're a man that's hard to put away that has a potential of what like with a left hand for 15 minutes. Right. Like I'm I'm just I'm just a risk, and so I can be all Colby Covington as I want. Right. Um, I'm just a risk to people. So so for me, what's in my control is I'll just find anybody. Yeah. So if so, props to Ricky Glenn. He said yes, and so don't take that away from him. He is a gangster. He said yeah. yes to a risk, and he went out there and, and fought valiantly. So that's more than a lot of people can say. All right, let's talk about let's talk about Ricky for a second, and 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 do so. I mean, I, you've you've sung his praises pre-fight and post-fight, right? And obviously, we knew with Askren coming, he you know bringing in. Coke and Askren, it seemed like the ground game was going to at one point be a focus. However, you have you you've watched the fight back since then? Yeah. Bro, his body language from the moment the word go happened was very I don't know if I'll, I don't I don't know if this is going to be my night tonight. Did you get that feeling standing across from him? Um, not at the gate. Not okay. at the gate. Not okay. at the gate. So you put my hands on him. Yeah. Then yeah, I felt that desperation. Yeah. Um. But uh, I mean, he came out with a plan. Like I got, I got to give it to him. He I was actually more composed fight week in pre-fight than uh, some of my other opponents. Yeah. So I think Ricky, Ricky came out with a strong plan and yeah. confidence too. 
Well, I mean, he, so he's an older guy. So, I mean, obviously you get the maturity that comes from you're not going to get super hyped up and riled up, you know, like a Terrence McKinney or something like that. I don't, I don't, wasn't worried about like, or you don't have to worry about maybe say, uh, or anticipate an adrenaline dump from a guy like Ricky Glenn. He is going to stay relatively composed, but I guess, like you said, once you started touching him a little bit, it really seemed like the body language was like, nah, I don't, I don't know about this. Like it was, mm-hmm. It wasn't foregone conclusion, right? Obviously, it's high stakes punch face. Anything can happen. But, dude, once you started rolling, I was like, mm, we're going to be hard pressed to see this go a negative way here. Which, I mean, so I felt that way immediately after the fight. Yeah. After watching the film mm-hmm. and then uh, seeing what I saw, like, we did hit him, but he didn't crumble. Like, he, yeah. he flopped, but he didn't crumble. I mean, he was putting his, his fingers inside my glove, he was hooking up a daily Heva guard. Like he was, and then the fact that I had to hit him so many times, uh, was it was just showing that it, he was tough. He's resilient. Sure. He's a gamer. Like, yeah. and I knew that going in, like I knew how resilient and like, how like he, like he, he can get punched in the mouth and continue fighting. Right. Yeah. And I mean, whether it was fight with Grant Dawson, he was losing and he found a way to put Grant Dawson to sleep and, and fight that fight into a draw. Yeah. So I knew how resilient he was. And right. so from my perspective, like I had hit him. I, I had to hit him so many times to yeah. make sure that the ref knew that he's right. done. Yeah. That, okay. Let's talk about the ref for a second too, because uh, do, you, do you know, I don't like Chris T- Tonyoni. Do you know this? I didn't know that. Oh, I don't like Chris Tonyoni at all. I don't like, I don't like of all the referees. I like Chris Tonyoni the least. He is my, he's my least favorite, least favorite referee for a number of reasons, which I don't want to like by default incriminate you in any of this stuff, but I, he seems like very laissez faire about things. And then like, whenever he talks to fighters, he's like, got like this creepy uncle thing where he's like, Hey, you know, Drew, come over and let me talk to you for a second. Let me just let you know. Okay. I saw the glove grab, but you know, it's not, we can really do about that as a heat of the moment. Okay. Big guy, you got this. Okay. We're just going to keep it clean from here on out. Like he takes this real, like, like just chill approach. Like, dude, that's like, he's grabbing the fence, say something, or he's grabbing the glove, say something. But you're like, you're looking at him with your arm out like Spider-Man while Ricky's got his fingers in the glove. And Tonyoni is just like, figure it out like bro fuck no you figure it out dude that's what you're here for (laughs) but it's fun too because if ricky and i were fighting in a backyard somewhere there would be no refs to help us so i i was just then just reminded it's like oh yeah i'm the one fighting so yeah we gotta figure it out well what i noticed too and i again you watched it back so maybe you saw it or you didn't see it but at the end whenever he breaks it up and you're kind of like trying to get off Ricky, he still had a hold of you a little bit. So there was kind con- there was a brief moment where you were like, give me a fucking hand. Like you like, like you pulled it. Like, do you remember? <laughs> do you oh, remember? I remember. <laughs> the fight's over. Get off my glove. Like, yeah, no, I, 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 no that, that happened for sure. You're not wrong. I saw, I was like, bro, wait a, <laughs> wait a second here. Cause he, then you went and did your sit down thing, which is all, all good. But man, that was, I did get a nice chuckle out of that. So if you didn't think anybody noticed, bro, I noticed, <laughs> I noticed, I noticed. Um, so let's, you did, did you do all your own nutrition for this fight? You look super mm-hmm. lean by the way, like you looked really lean going in and you look lean now, even 
Like, yeah. So, uh, what's going on with that? Like, I started working my own nutrition with the Bobby Green fight. Okay. Yeah. I remember, I remember that. And And so we have three camps on our own. And, uh, man, it's, it's been beautiful. So I I had the education course through the numerous uh, nutritionists that I've worked with in the past. Right. And they were getting me like all this. So, so I know how to eat. Now, what we've been doing is, and we told you, I told you before, is I'm listening to my body. Right. So, like, I know my schedule. I know what we need, like, sparring day, jujitsu day. Like, I know how much energy I need. And at the end of the day, like, my body is able to tell me, like, if I'm not sleeping right, if if I'm not waking up hungry, if I, like, you know, all these little small cues. Like, if I'm not listening to them, you can ignore it. But I'm, I'm listening. Like, I'll wake up. I'll have a cup of coffee. It, how hungry am I really? And if I'm hungry, then we eat. And if I'm not, then we'll, we'll see, you know, like when do I get hungry? And right. then I know what to eat, like chicken salads and stuff like stuff like that. I mean, I'm a big steak person. So I like yeah. steak salads. Yeah. All the time. Barbecuing. I, I was doing some briskets and stuff like that, but I know how I know what to eat. I know how much is enough. Now you just got to listen to what the body needs. And once we found that, like that equilibrium, dude, like weight started shedding off. I started having more energy, both mentally and physically. Right. And so like, it's the lightest I've ever been with the most energy that I've ever had. And uh, man, it's just dumbfounding. And we've had three smooth cuts in a row, which is a record in my career. So at 34 years of age, man, we're only getting better. Well, I said so. I, I saw your weigh-ins, and like I said, you look you look leaner than I've seen you, and then you look lean now. Like you've even got like a like you've got like the line. Like there's like a your facial structure has like changed a little bit too. Like you're even leaning out in the cheeks. So either you're doing the jaws or size thing, or something's going on here. Like so, is it is it diet related, or what are we doing? Are we leaning into our assets. What do we got going on? I think it's diet related. Okay. Yeah, in my twenties, man. Like I had an eating disorder and I was living the Patty Pimblet life. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember you. Yeah. So like I don't know if you've seen the pictures of me when I first entered the UFC. Like I look gross. Bro. And yeah. everyone's like, what you yeah, everyone's like, what testosterone are you taking to like change your physique? I'm like, no, I just started I just stopped eating like an idiot. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how we what what'd you say your nickname was almost donut, right? Donut. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Dude, so you said you're 34. You got a birthday coming up, right? No, yeah. One foot in the grave. I'm gonna be 35. Wow. That's the that's a everything changes age. You know that, right? Shit shit's shit gets weird at 35. You gotta like you gotta start getting your balls checked and all kinds of it's dude, it sucks, man. It's yeah, fingers in your butt, you gotta figure all that stuff out. I mean, depends on what kind of lifestyle you're living now, bro. I mean, it might not be your friend. <laughs> I mean, it just depends, you know, there's no life, no life shaming here. I mean, it just depends on how you're living your life, man. But uh, uh, look, man, I'm not going to keep you. I know you you got a, you got a newborn, you got a wife. uh, When baby lays down, that's your time to uh, go, go be a husband and, and, and recharge and relax. Um, So like always, I'm just going to publicly say, you know, and I'll tell you on a side too, I appreciate you, man. And, and, you know, I've met a lot of people in this game and, and, you're probably um, very short list, but you're probably one of the only people I actually consider a friend as well. And I'm, I'm telling you, man, I was I was overjoyed to see you win on Saturday night, like I always am. But I know how much more this one meant to you. And um, 
I can, I can appreciate that. You know, I, I can appreciate what you've done and what you continue to do and, and your personal growth and all these things going on. So, um, man, I just, you know, I really appreciate you for this. I appreciate you for your friendship outside of here. So, you know, uh, blessings to you and your family, man. Seriously. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And, uh, I like sur surrounding myself with real honest people. So that's why I love your podcast. Uh, and so, yeah, man, I, I ain't about that. The life of glitz and glam. I like the real and the, the mundane. So uh, man, like this friendship, this podcast, like this is what I enjoy. No, listen, I appreciate it. I'm going to shoot you. Um, since you're talking about barbecue, you know me clearly, I'm a big eater. Uh, I'm going to shoot you the YouTube link for uh, my barbecue channel that I watch all the time. So that way you can get some recipes off there. Cause I just, I just bought a rack of beef ribs. Oh yeah. So oh, I'm, I'm, we're going to figure out how to do that. I'm just, just checking. I'm going to send you something here in a little bit. So you'll, you'll Perfect. have to, Yeah. But anyway, man, I appreciate you, dude. And, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you here soon. Okay. Thank you so much, man. Right. Later, buddy. Just, it's my dude. It's good people. You know, it's somebody special if I'm turning the live stream back on. I'm not doing that for anybody, man. I I'm so over the video part of this thing. But look, um, I want to recap this last weekend real quick, just just to give you guys something to go off of, let you know where we're at. If you don't already follow me on betmma.tips, go over there. It's completely free. You already know my price point is free. It's my favorite flavor. It's my favorite price point. Any and all things are free. Go to betmma.tips. And if you go to the leaderboard and you scroll down to what am I right now, number 113 out of 5,829. That's where we're at at 113. We're coming for the top spot. We're not going to get there this year because it's a cumulative thing over time. There's people that have been there for years. However, we're going to get there. That said, um, if you follow along there, since the Cyril gone Sergey Spivak card, right? That was the that was the card in which we hit even money for the year because obviously we have dropped. You know, there was a precipitous decline. Um, betting wise. However, the rejuvenation of body and mind and soul, uh, getting off the, uh, getting off the social medias, step, taking a step back from the guest spots, doing all this thing and just kind of focusing on myself. Like you heard Drew say, being a little selfish and doing, what am I doing this for? Doing it for me, trying to be the best I can be, go back to what made me the number one guy, right? Um, we're up 95 0.5 units since the serial gone Sergey Spivak card. Okay. That's almost a hundred units. So if you're a, a unit equaling 1% of your bankroll, you've almost doubled your bankroll in the last five cards, six cards. Okay. That's we, we like when you're hot, right? We're, we're, we're warm right now. We're not hot yet. We're warm. Okay. I say all that because I have to lead into something here. All right. I am likely only going to play maybe, maybe three things on this upcoming card. Maybe three. And here are my three. TJ Brown, money line over Darren Elkins. I believe Darren Elkins is just too old, too washed. He's not the damage anymore. He's just taking damage. Okay. TJ Brown has gas tank issues, but I think he's going to be a little too big. He's going to hit a little too hard. And Darren Elkins, a little too old. 
Okay. So TJ Brown, money line right now, minus 195, minus 200. Small unit play, just looking to just, just get some money in the bank. Okay. Underdog play for you. Cameron Simon over Christian Rodriguez. I know Christian Rodriguez gets all the hype because of his previous win. However, Cameron Simon, if he doesn't get caught with a guillotine with that weird long neck and low shoulders that he's got, you know, we're big physiognomy folks here. If he doesn't get caught with the guillotine, I think he can get him out of there. If you're on Christian Rodriguez, play him by submission. Otherwise, play Cam Simon uh, and Moneyline plus 135 is available to you. Okay. And then last but not least, looking at small props, possibly on Edgar Chares over Daniel De Silva. We're, they're going to run that one back. It was lopsided to begin with. The line is steamed all get out. But maybe look at the props um, once those release. Let me see if they're actually out right now. Usually they come out on Tuesdays. Let me look real quick. Um, I think that they are. Okay, let's look at let's look at what his Chares inside the distance minus one sixty. Eh, I don't love that. Um, Chares. By TKO plus 185. That's what we were on before, but he almost locked up the submission, if I'm not mistaken. Was it was the submission that he was locking up? This is where these this is where the tape folks are gonna get me. They're gonna fucking watch tape and then you'd be able to figure this out. I, I'm not encyclopedia here. Okay. Um, those are two plus money options on Chares. He's not gonna win a decision. He's not gonna take his kid decision. Um, and then the the other actual play is Jonathan Martinez over Adrian Yanez. And I know Adrian Yanez is everybody's golden boy. They love him because the boxing's so smooth, this, that, and the other. But, but, um, like we saw in the Randy Costa fight and what um, Rob Font exposed full circle is he's a great hammer and a bad nail. Great hammer, bad nail does not like to be hit, does not want to be in a fight like a like a dog fight. And Jonathan Martinez can take him take him there. Uh my concern with Martinez carries the chin high. Car- carries the chin pretty high. Um but good leg kicks, good submission skills, better all around mixed martial artist, I believe. Um so if he can keep from getting clipped on an exit from a combo, I think he throws it together and he gets Adrian Yanez out of there. Um at least gets a W. I don't want to go. I don't, I don't want to get super crazy. Say he's going to knock Adrian Yanez out, but I wouldn't be surprised to see a finish there. So, uh, three things that I'm certainly going to put very small money on here because you have to preface this. Where right? I lead into it saying I've we've won 95 units, and you're like, oh gosh, whatever whatever plays he's going to give me, I'm just going to fucking unload, and then one of them's going to miss, and you'll be like, oh, you're, you're an idiot. So I'm Martinez money line. Um, Simon money line, excuse me, <clears throat> man, I got the old, uh, I got the old yuck mouth here and TJ Brown money line. Um, and yeah, so the TJ line is actually coming down. It's not even minus 200 anymore. There's minus 185s out there, minus 175. So please keep steaming Darren Elkins, keep steaming them. I, I would love a better price. I would love a better price. Uh, let's recap real quick what we did. Last event, and then I'm going to cut you guys loose. This is the longest show we've done in months, almost an hour. Cash on Joaquin Buckley. Um, that was a six-unit hit. Bill Algio was a seven-unit hit. Could have been more if I doubled down on him, but I, you know, we don't want to overexpose. Um, so Bill Algio hit. 
JJ Aldrich beat the piss out of Montana De La Rosa. We should have unloaded on that. Orichi Lang, Johnny Munoz under two and a half. Man, I, I just felt like the whole time we we're gonna be on the right side of that, and we weren't. And then Abdul Razak Alassan and Joe Pfeiffer under one and a half. We barely cashed that, but we cashed it all together. Um four and one on the day, 18.62 units on the night. Um, that's a good day at the office. That's a good day at the office, boys and girls. So appreciate everybody that tuned in. Nobody knew we were really going to do a live stream. I mentioned it on the previous episode. That's, you know, we're doing the audio only thing. I said, you know, maybe if Drew wants to do the live thing, maybe if it doesn't. And he said, turn it on. If anybody shows up, not, you know, they're just watching us hang out anyway. So just turn it on and we'll see what happens. So um, I made it and we turned it on and see what happened. So uh, those of you that did swing through, you know, I love you. And um, if you missed it, you know, maybe the next time. No big deal. Uh, podcasts available everywhere. Audio podcasts are available. Spotify, Amazon. Tell your Alexa you want to listen to me. Siri, um, any of that stuff. You just tell them and Punchless MMA comes up. So uh, until then, be good to each other. God bless you. Uh, have a great week. And I will talk to all of you next week. If I don't talk to you before then, uh, if you want to hit me up, you can always do so. Chat at punchlistmma.com. Shoot me an email. We can chat on there if you want. And, you know, we can do it like that if that's something you're into. If not, no big deal. Talk to you guys later. God bless. We'll see you.